First Lady Elena Zelenska, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. I just want to begin by asking uh, about the summit uh, that you're hosting. If you could just tell me a little bit more about it. Thank you very much. We've started it in 2021 as a platform for sharing thoughts, experience and common work for first ladies and gentlemen of the world. And luckily this format really works. We could see it basically from the first days and weeks of the Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine in 2022. As the first lady of Ukraine, I saw my colleagues starting to help straight away, effectively, promptly. Many processes become faster when the first ladies or gentlemen get involved. And so, in a couple of days, the third summit will take place, which will be dedicated to such a very hot topic as mental health. It's an important theme for discussions in many countries. Therefore, this year we gather the record number of the first ladies and gentlemen in various formats, online and in person, as well as record number of experts. Yes, um, well, the World Health Organization says one in four people in Ukraine have uh, their mental health has been uh, impacted as a result of this conflict. As far as I'm aware, one in five Ukrainians will feel the impact of the war on their mental health. Ukraine's health ministry estimates we will all feel the consequences even after the end of the hot stage of the war for up to five, seven, ten years. And more than 15 millions of Ukrainians will need a special assistance in the area of mental health. You've got this national campaign for mental health called How Are You? Uh, but I guess how often do people ask you how you are? It's a difficult question. I can respond honestly, which will be a long answer, and the time set up for this interview will not be enough. Or I can respond the way we respond here to each other. I'm holding on. Really, for a year and a half now, we cannot be sure about tomorrow. We don't have confidence in our future in a month or two. We have a huge hope for victory, but we don't know when it comes. And this long wait, constant stress, it has its toll. So everyone finds their own way here or stimuli to deal with it. For me, such stimuli are work, including our interview, because when you have the reason to wake up and go to work, it doesn't give you a chance to stop and think why this is happening to us. And I'm very much supported by inspiring stories of Ukrainians every day, because in every tragedy there is a story of saving, help, heroism, and it inspires me a lot. I'm holding on due to that. And so are, I think, most of my colleagues and friends. And the impact uh, on the mental health of you and your family? I think we'll be able to process that a little later. I think, though, it really has a toll on our children because the uncertainty of what could happen tomorrow cannot make them happier. It's painful for me to watch that my kids can't plan anything. My daughter is 19. At such an age, young people, they dream of traveling, of new impressions, emotions. She doesn't have such an opportunity. 
We don't live together with my husband. The family is separated. We have an opportunity to see each other, but not as often as we would like to. My son misses his father. I do believe that people are brought up not by some guidelines, talks, but by the examples of their parents they see. And he doesn't see much of that now. Because you must look at a person, see them in real-life situations. I miss that. My son misses that. My husband misses that. But we stay strong. We have strength, both emotionally and physically. And I'm sure we will handle it together. What will be the consequences? I also benefit from the program I am involved with because I try to get as much information as I can, including about myself, to be up to date. I don't think that my mental state is in trouble now. I am doing my best to avoid horrific consequences that might have occurred. Well, let's hope that I can handle it and that I can use all the acquired knowledge for myself too. How do you deal uh, with, uh, with other strains on your family? I, I mean, for example, uh, your husband being compared to Winston Churchill. How, how do you respond to that? Well, it depends on the way you'd like to look at Winston Churchill. Of course, he's a historical figure. I did not dream about my husband becoming a historic person. Maybe it's selfish, but I need a husband, not a historical figure beside me. But on the other hand, if it's about a leader who led his country through the difficulties of war, if that kind of comparison would be accurate, I'd love it. He really does have the energy, the willpower, inspiration and stubbornness to go through this war. So we finally see our long-awaited victory. I believe in him and I support him. I know that he has enough strength. For any other person I know, I think it would be much harder to handle this situation. He really is a very strong and resilient person. And this resilience is what we all need right now. Do you give him uh, advice behind the scenes when you, you know, see him reacting to something or some policies? Do you find yourself, uh, you know, just advising him uh, just when you're quietly together? Well, it doesn't seem ethical for me to advise the president. I'm his wife not his political advisor. To be honest, we try not to discuss such issues in our family. We can talk about different things, but he doesn't ask me for advice, and even if I were to give him advice, I'm not sure he would use it. On a personal level, yes, like a wife to her husband. If he asked me for my advice, I would gladly offer it. However, I don't believe he needs it right now. He lives with a war, with a fight. I can't advise him on weapon supply, it's quite clear. How else I can help? You see his interviews, he needs weapons, he needs to strengthen us, because we must overcome this. I just wonder, when was the last time you, you slept well? 
Два дні тому. Нам пощастило, не було повітряне тривоги. Ми були щасливими не мати авіарайт сирен вночі. Це унікальні випадки, які не відбуваються кожен день. Я мав день відбувати, і я просто вбачав на сьогоднішній день, коли я хотів. Without having to wake up at night and to run to a shelter, it was great. Are you concerned that the world is eventually going to get tired of this conflict and look away? This would be a tragedy for the world, I think, if it happens. I believe that that will not happen. That would be a shame. A lot of people say that this is not just a war, this is the war for values. If we stop defending those values now, and this is what might happen if the world gets tired and says that it is no longer interested, then it means that our values will lose. Then the right of strength, the right of aggressor will rule the world, and no one will be safe anymore. But I believe that most of the world understands that. And therefore, there is a hope that we will get our joint victory together. Because we are going through all of that together for a year and a half. And that's why the victory will also be our common victory. First Lady uh, Elena Zelenska, thank you so much for your time and, and good luck with your summit. Thank you.